Hello. Hi. See, I paused. <laughs> uh, this is Sophia's Choice, a Golden Girls podcast. If you don't believe me, well, then I guess the number 34 eye shade isn't as good as promised. I don't know how that Ted Koppel sleeps at night. <laughs> Any dang way. Uh, if you would show people your honest eyes, then they would believe you. <laughs> Saving it for the live stream, sir. When we get that sweet grant money. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. YouTube going to back up the truck. <laughs> so my name's Brent, and this week I'm joined by the poor man's Enrique Moss, Alan. Hello. And joining or us Olaf. The... <laughs> and joining us is the poor man's kid, Pepe, Ski. Hola, you too. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. I don't know. That means hello and you. Yeah, I don't know if so. that makes sense. <laughs> I didn't know. You too, mama, tambien. <laughs> <laughs> know enough about that to know that this podcast took a turn. <laughs> um, if you've heard me do one of these introductions before, you know that this is the part where I gently tease you for wasting your life with this podcast and then verbally abuse my co-hosts for their contributions to the downfall of American culture. <laughs> we have fun. <laughs> but <laughs> if this is your first time hearing me do an introduction, I'd be remiss if I didn't also include that we're going to discuss an episode of the Golden Girls and then pick our MVPs and favorite lines. We'll then assign a score to the episode so that we can at some point determine which episode of the Golden Girls is best. Without further ado, here's Alan. Hello. Um, I did have one quick uh, interaction to mention to you. Yay. And actually, it fits really well with your introduction there, uh -huh. um, because uh, because they also agree with the waste of time, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One star. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was um, a mermaiden ha had made a comment on uh, Lisa, uh -huh. as, uh, as she's also known in real life. <laughs> <laughs> she had made a comment about one of our recent episodes, talking about how a Kid Pepe has a twin brother, yeah. uh, you know, referring to Enrique Moss, and now nice. you mentioned both, and uh, Jennifer uh, had replied to that, boom, boom. Uh -huh. <laughs> nice. so, but uh, anyways, yeah, so today is season five, episode 10, All That Jazz, um, mm -hmm. the original air date for any of our really uh, dedicated listeners was one day after Ski's 11th birthday. Nice. Happy or birthday. December 2nd, 1989. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's written by Robert Bruce and Martin Weiss and directed by Terry Hughes. <laughs> <laughs> you trying to rhyme Hughes with Bruce? <laughs> Who's the poet around here, sir? <laughs> I, I will never try to serve your poet. You're, you're the poet laureate of our podcast. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> trying to class up this mofo with you. <laughs> I was watching an episode of The Simpsons recently. It's, it's one where Lisa... Uh, goes into gymnastics, and she ends up hanging out oh, with yeah. college kids that are all small, and they think she's older than uh -huh. she is. And I don't remember who the poet was, um, but there was a guy who had been the, you know, the poet laureate for the uh, White House or whatever during a certain time, and he was talking about how, like, oh, I told the president I thought it wasn't due till next week. <laughs> 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 I wish I remember what poet it was that was featured in the episode, but it was funny. So, anyways, uh. So jumping into the episode, um, we begin in the kitchen with Sophia making some potentially poisonous gruel, that's what it looked like to me anyway, and Rose struggling with neck pain. Uh, much like three podcasters I know, Rose has been feeling the stress of offering fair and accurate opinions to the masses. <laughs> <laughs> After a, a couple of particularly cruel Sophia moments, 
which I did not like, to be honest with you, when yeah. she, she a couple times tries to make Rose look behind her, uh-huh. which caused her pain. Yeah. I'm okay with them taking shots at people, but I don't like her physically causing pain <laughs> to another <laughs> golden. <laughs> yeah. it, it didn't sit well, but... Uh, Fool me once. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, but, like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're like, I'm fine with them clubbing a mink to death in the garage, but... <laughs> But, they didn't show but if the that club second mink doesn't get away, it's the mink's fault then. <laughs> Shame on them. <laughs> very true. Uh, but anyway, we uh, we get a surprise visit from Dorothy's son, Michael. Oh, it yeah. uh, turns out that Michael has quit the band, separated from his wife, and most shockingly of all, shaved his mustache. Uh-huh. And he was you know, the same actor as before. Yeah, yeah, that is actually a pretty shocking part in yeah. some cases. Do we know what happened to the baby? Because wasn't she with child? I thought so. And that's I, why they had to get married. I'm assuming that the baby is with the wife, you know, who has <laughs> uh, who has kicked him out at this point. Um, the uh, scene he, ends. The what's that? I was gonna say. Did she, did he mention the girl's name? I forget. Uh, no, I don't remember him specific. He, he probably remember? did, but I don't remember it offhand. I was gonna say I'd be interested to find out if he actually mentioned the same girl's name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You think he is an interim wife? Like this? Is well, like, no. Well, I I just think that the continuity in the show is so poor yeah. that they want to just make up another name yeah. <laughs> and say, "Oh yeah, wasn't yeah. he supposed to be getting married anyway?" Yeah, it does sort of negate the entire first episode, though. Like, yeah. we tried to warn you, Michael. <laughs> right, <laughs> you were too young. <laughs> now, um, maybe from a broken home. Exactly. And the mother's kind of old, isn't she? If exactly. I yeah. Exactly. Speaking. The geriatric pregnancy. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, uh, the scene ends with some hypocritical advice from Sophia about going easy on Michael, uh, with Sophia noting that uh, her son was a cross-dresser and her daughter was unmarried and pregnant and proclaiming, hell, I was the Rose Kennedy of Brooklyn, uh-huh. which brings us <laughs> <laughs> to uh, one of the most boring people that I've looked up so far. <laughs> there was almost no other options that I found, uh-huh. but I found Rose Kennedy uh, to not be very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, uh, they're but just you're still... <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> exactly. I'm still going to go through it. Um, there's a couple parts anyway. Uh, she was an American. I think Rose Kennedy is like the outlander of Kennedys. <laughs> Could be. She did live to be 104 years old. Um, so I'll give her credit there. Um, and she was an American philanthropist, socialite, and member of the Kennedy family, of course. Most Kennedys are philanderers. Not <laughs> That's <philanthropists>. true. <laughs> they can be both. They're not <laughs> mutually exclusive. <laughs> that is true. Um, she was the uh, wife of... <laughs> they Biz- give to many groups. Right. <laughs> <laughs> She was the wife of a businessman and investor, Joseph P. Kennedy Sr., um, who was the U.S. ambassador to the United Kingdom. And their nine children included, of course, John F. Kennedy, Senator Robert F. Kennedy, and longtime Senator Ted Kennedy. In 1951, she was ennobled by post. In 1951, she was ennobled by Pope Pius XII, becoming the sixth American woman to be granted the rank of papal countess. So anybody out there looking for their bucket list item, wow. I would suggest for any of our uh, lady listeners, Papal Countess would be... That's a fancy sounding title. Exactly, I agree. Yeah. Sounds like somebody who would just count papals, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, in October of 1914, at age 24, she married Joe Kennedy um, after a courtship of more than seven years. He provided Wait, wealth... I'm sorry, how old was she? Uh, she was 24. Okay. So, and they had been apparently dating for since she was maybe 17, I guess. Okay. Well, I had done the. I got confused when you said that, and I okay. thought she was 14, and they'd been oh. dating for seven years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be a little more awkward, wouldn't it? I mean, granted, in the 18 or early 1900s, maybe not as awkward as it is today. <laughs> but, um, 
Yeah, apparently uh, Joseph provided well for the family, but he was unfaithful. Um, when Rose was eight months pregnant with the, couple, with the couple's fourth child, Kathleen, she temporarily moved back with her parents, returning to Joseph after her father told her that divorce was not an option. Nice. Those, those Catholics. Yeah. In turning a blind eye to her husband's affairs, Rose depended heavily on medications. Ronald Kessler found records for prescription tranquilizers. Uh, let's see. Second all, Placidil, Librium, and Dalmain to relieve Rose's nervousness and stress, and uh, Lamotil, uh, Bentil, Librax, and Tagament for her stomach. Mm. So she was a, a heavily medicated woman, yeah. uh, thanks to Joe. Uh, wow. Nervous nose. She was a... Marital uh, bliss. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, she was a strict Catholic throughout her life. Uh, Jacqueline Kennedy described her mother-in-law in her correspondence saying, I think Jack's mother is... Um, I don't think Jack's mother is too bright. She would rather say a rosary than read a book. <laughs> so um, she died on a January 22nd of 1995 uh, from complications from pneumonia at age of 104 and a half exactly um, at the uh, Kennedy family compound. She was survived by her five by five of her nine children. So that means four of her nine children were dead before she was, which yeah. I find to be sad. Yeah, that's sad. Um, well, and of course, a couple of them were pretty famous. Yeah, you are going to outlive a lot of people. Um, so she died on her birthday, though? Yeah, well, on her six-month birthday, like oh, sorry, exactly gotcha. six months before her birthday. Her unbirthday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and a very merry unbirthday to her. <laughs> she was uh, interred with her husband at the Holyhood Cemetery in Brookline, Massachusetts. And in uh, Ireland, uh, there's a bridge, the Rose Fitzgerald Kennedy Bridge, named after her. And as of at least 2020... It was the longest bridge in Ireland. Yes. Now, I did find yes. this a little bit interesting, not about her specifically, but... Do you think it's a boring bridge? What's that? Probably. A long, boring bridge? Yeah, exactly. Straight <laughs> like with no... Like life? Exactly. Very conservative bridge. <laughs> no flair. <laughs> um, I think Einstein's buried at Brookline. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, maybe. Brookline is the uh, birthplace of quite a few famous people. Okay. And I did mention that, uh, or note that politicians, of course, John and Robert Kennedy, were, bar- or were born there, I should say. Um, massage parlor enthusiast Robert Kraft hey. was born there, <laughs> and uh, noted podcasters John Hodgman and Conan O'Brien were also uh, oh, nice. uh, also born there. Um, there was also a. Uh, it's funny on this page that I found it also had mentioned uh, Larry Bird as being born there. And I was like, Larry Bird wasn't fucking born in Brookline, <laughs> <laughs> nor did he die there. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, which I had to look it up. I was like, I'm sure he was born in Indiana. Yeah. Um, and there was also someone named David Gilbert, who's a writer and activist. Uh-huh. They had a picture of Governor Andrew Cuomo <laughs> there in his place. <laughs> but yeah, I think Brookline, Massachusetts is a lot more interesting than Rose Kennedy in general. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there you have it. That was the only thing I could find to dip my toe into. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. There was more information out there, but it was even drier than what I just read. So. Um, we'll get into scene two now. It has us back in the kitchen, but this time it's 3 a.m., and Rose is uh, testing a set of light bulbs and a watch that builds itself as waterproof. Blanche suggests that she take the watch off, um, to which Rose replies, Come on, Blanche, then I'd have my hand in a bucket of water for nothing. Which I think that was one of my favorites of the episode. Uh, Blanche tells Rose, uh, You can't go on like this, or you'll die, or we'll kill you. Which is another uh, solid line. Uh, we get into our next scene, and uh, in the living room now, with Dorothy telling Sophia about a job opening for a saxophone player. Sophia replies, I guess I could learn. Uh, <laughs> Blanche warns Dorothy about the future Michael has ahead of him. And on cue, Sophia's choice LVP Stan shows up. 
he and Michael are uh, out going out to dinner. Michael has to bum money off of Dorothy, and uh, he leaves the stand showing that he is turning into just as big of a piece of shit as the old man. So, <laughs> I see the apple didn't fall far from the tree in this case. Yeah. Left with 40 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, well, because I think he asked for 30 or something like yeah. that, and she only had 20. He's like, yeah, oh, that's fine. I'll take the extra 10. Exactly. Yeah, he doesn't say we'll get that appetizer or something. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they really paint Michael as a real ass in this Agreed. episode. Um, in the other two episodes, I mean, he had his, you know, quirks or whatever, and he definitely, you know, was an independent thinker yeah. or whatever, free spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in this one, he really seems like a, a lazy dick. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think he's worse than Stan. You could argue that, because oh, at least Stan is industrious. At least Stan waited until the kids were grown before. Well, you we know. don't know. Well, no, because, I mean, him and Dorothy hadn't been divorced that long. Yeah, but uh, it doesn't mean that he didn't slander quite a bit prior oh, to Oh, no, their no, divorce. he did, he did, but I'm just saying he was... Oh, he just stuck it out in the marriage? With the kids, yeah, and everything. Well, we don't know that Michael... Did, did he say that he left the marriage or that he was kicked out? I got the impression he was kicked out. Well, yeah, that I assume it was because of the way he was living his life. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I guess Stan, it has been mentioned before that Stan did provide a decent living with his selling of fake vomit. Exactly. So, well, We get into scene four now, and Michael comes back from dinner, and Dorothy shows him some rough love by telling him to hit the bricks. <laughs> he reacts like you'd expect from the son of Stan, minus the crying, mm-hmm. and says he's out of there. We get into act two now with uh, Rose trying to relax by listening to the sounds of rain. Uh, Dorothy cries to Blanche, saying, my life is falling apart, and now Rose is bothering me. <laughs> um, which I enjoyed. Uh, we find out that Michael's living with Stan, and Sophia tells a cheerfully uh, a cheerful family tale about bestiality. Uh, Rose follows up with a story about showing her daughter a bull's penis and further expanding on the legend of Charlie mm-hmm. and Nyland. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Anything he up used in the... it a lot too. Yeah, apparently so. yeah, it was a well-worn penis. <laughs> uh, we get into a scene six now in the living room with a. Rose's neck hurting, and Stan showing up at Dorothy's door again. Uh, Rose and Stan go to the kitchen, and after opening the refrigerator, Stan asks, why do you have so many cheesecakes in here? Which I thought that was a great line. That was that my was, favorite line of the episode. That was really good. Of course, they don't show the cheesecakes. So we don't have a new cheesecake, but, but I did enjoy that they referenced it. Yeah. No visual confirmation. Right, exactly. Yeah. But um, Stan does start blubbering about his uh, loser son and decides that Michael needs to be thrown out of his house also. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the uh, I liked the uh, the line where he asked Dorothy to throw him out. So he's then he say something like, "It's bad enough that I have to throw him out. I don't want him to hate me too." Or right? Something. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't want to be the bad or guy. He's already also. mad at you. Yeah, <laughs> might as well just leave it as one. Um, this is followed by a very brief, well, not very brief, but a brief scene with Rose and a very honest-looking Enrique Moss having to talk about her uh, workload being too heavy. Mm-hmm. He says she's very important and that he'll hire an assistant. And that abruptly ends the B story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no mention of it back in the house or anything else. I'm just like, okay, she'll be fine now. Um, and then we do get into our final scene now. Um, this has a shit bitch Michael coming back <laughs> to the uh, <laughs> to the golden house to grouse about Stan throwing him out also. Um, Michael begrudgingly reveals that he begged his way back into the van and collects his laundry from Dorothy before shoving off. Uh, Sophia starts to reassure Dorothy that things will be all right um, eventually, but realizes that Dorothy will be dead by then, and then closes the show with, see you, pussycat. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, so I think my recap was actually much quicker than yours, Brent. It really was. It, it's an ironic thing, though, that you point out that at the beginning, uh, Sophia is almost too, too, like, too soft mm-hmm. on Michael, 
almost saying, oh, he's fine. Don't, yeah. don't be too hard on him. In the end, she's telling Dorothy, oh, you did the right thing by kicking him out. Mm. Almost as if, like, she was saying that all along. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, it was... The two episodes, because it was the same actor, um, Scott Jacoby played Michael in his third of three mm-hmm. Golden Girls. Um, so this is the final time we see at least him as Michael. Mm-hmm. You uh, say Jacoby instead of Jacoby? Sure. That's what I, that's what I say. <laughs> 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 Apparently, I, I, it's, that's the old English um, <laughs> <Okay>. pronunciation. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I don't remember really particularly disliking him in the other two no. episodes. Um, no, I enjoyed him previously and everything. So the other two, obviously there was one where he got with the uh, older lady who was of a different race, and mm-hmm. that was the more the issue with the, to them than the age in that yeah. one. Or maybe it was both. I can't remember. Um, I guess the age was the bigger issue in that episode. Yeah. And then the other one was when he got with uh, Rose's daughter, right? Correct, yep. So so all three episodes, um, yeah, I guess he's had something that he was at odds with, uh, you know, with the Goldens about. Yeah. He needs to stop visiting. Yeah, well, he does. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the last time we see him in the Golden Girls. So. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys have anything else? I know I, I didn't mean to... Whipped through that quite as quickly as I did. Covered uh, it pretty well. Yeah. yeah. We can talk about Brookline some more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on a different podcast they listen to, they they advertise for Brooklinen. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and it's John Hodgman's podcast, and he <laughs> always makes the joke about that they chose him because he's from Brookline, mm-hmm. or that they named it after his hometown. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so, so there's another little Brookline, Brookline mention. Yeah. So, Have you ever been to Brookline, or Massachusetts for that matter? I have not. I have not. Have you been anywhere out east? You've been to Boston, though, haven't you? Yeah, I've been yeah. to Boston. I, I don't know about Brookline, but I don't recall. I don't have any memory of being in Brookline. If I was there, it would have only been passing through it, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I've been along the eastern coast of uh, Florida, okay. uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. So like you just, eastern you know? seaboard. Um, I've been to Niagara Falls. Oh, okay. East. Okay. So, yeah, so you've been in at least a little piece of a New England then? Yeah, yeah. So, but when you were in Niagara Falls, um, was that when you were on your honeymoon? Yes, it was. Uh, <laughs> now I was uh, vacation as a kid. Mm. So uh, here's something that'll kill some time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Since apparently we're running short. Yeah. We're doing this. We just um, passed the 20 minute mark. <laughs> no way. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Uh, take the long way around for this anecdote. <laughs> Once upon a time. All right. Exactly. So anyways, four score and seven years ago, I was participating in this scavenger hunt thing for work. Um, so like they, they give us a list of like 39 questions. Do you remember each question? Uh, I remember a handful of them. It's still, like it's still ongoing. We've got to like the end of the month to get our answers in. Oh, okay. So this is a recent thing then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Wednesday of last week is when they oh, gave okay. it to us. Okay. Um, so anyways, like... There's like 39 questions, and there's like maybe 28 of us on the team, so you're going to double up. Mm-hmm. But like the different questions, are, one of them is, you know, somebody who's been to Canada, okay. you know. And so a couple people have figured that out about me. But it's like, do you own a turntable or, you know, different things like that. Two we, and one microphone. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> or do you have any Legos in your house or a unicorn figurine? Like just, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But one of the questions is... um. Did you read four books last year? Oh, okay. Okay. And I'm getting a lot of people asking me that question. Mm. Like, hey, but you read four books last year. <laughs> and nobody has asked me the questions like, were you on your high school basketball team? 
even typecast. Exactly. I like exactly. That idea. Like, hey, they're Poindexter. Exactly. <laughs> you look like a bookie. So, like, since like, so for, I spent a few days like seriously annoyed about this. Like, everybody coming out of the woodwork who I've never spoken to in my life asking me that question, <laughs> and then I was like, well, to be fair, I have asked every old woman on the team if she knows how to knit and if she's a delicious cook. <laughs> so I'm just as guilty. Yeah. Well, that's fair then. But. Yeah, but like, so this was like, there was like this team off-site thing where they like gave it out and everything, and and I had missed that, and so I didn't know this was a thing, <laughs> and so it, it like, it, the way I found out was like somebody who had never spoken with before just instant messaged me out of the blue asking me if I had a garden, <laughs> <laughs> and I was... She was like, hey, I don't suppose you have a garden, do you? And I was like, are you a cop? You have to tell me if you're a cop. <laughs> garden. Like yeah. That, yeah. Like, well, I got heat lamps in the garage. <laughs> exactly. A, little, a bit of hydroponics. Yeah. Exactly. So, but yeah, that's currently my world is fielding rain. And like, so, like, <laughs> what are the questions? So, out of like the twenty eight people on the team, like mm-hmm. I've had like legit conversations with three of them, okay, mm-hmm. and then maybe another three or four I've had work related conversations, and then the other twenty are fucking mysteries to right. me, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so it's like, like there's this one dude Kevin who I've never spoken with in my life, you know, but at some point between now and the twenty eighth, I've got to slide into his DMs asking <laughs> if he keeps a tidy sock drawer. <laughs> Did you say a tidy? Yes. Okay. One of the things is like... At first I thought you said tiny. Find, it's like, find someone who keeps a tidy sock drawer. So I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> I know that when, uh, when I was working at... Uh, actually, the place where we met, uh, yeah. Brent and I met at a company called Nelnet that I assume is still around to some extent, but it, yeah, if it has any presence here anymore, it's, it's pretty small, if any. But anyway, they did something like that on my team uh, that I was working on. And it was like, what's your favorite band? Uh-huh. And maybe they were sending it out like one question at a time. Uh-huh. People were supposed to guess. And I had put Green Day down at the time. Uh-huh. I don't know. I mean, I think at the time it made sense. Um, mm-hmm. But someone else on the team, they had guessed that it was me. And she came up and she was so she's so excited. She's uh-huh. like, oh, I love Green Day. How many concerts have you been to? Uh-huh. And I was like, I haven't been to any. Uh-huh. And she was so disappointed. Uh-huh. <laughs> she was coming in full. Oh, yeah. Like she thought talk, that we were right? going to have like a big conversation about, you know, Billy Joe. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So I felt really bad about even mentioning it. I was like, yeah. I wish I would have put something else. Yeah. Down. What were that person's initials? I don't even remember her name. It wasn't someone who I think you would have. Oh, gotcha. Is there someone on the top of your head? No, I was just curious because this was when i was on the financial aid team so this is someone who you would not likely have known gotcha um at least not carnally yeah (laughs) (laughs) so but uh yeah do you have any work stories you want to give ski before we give out our mvps and whatnot this are going on in your neck of the woods i can't think of anything offhand nothing that would be poignant Mm, okay um Trying to think if I have anything else. We're at what twenty seven minutes, something like that. Uh, twenty six, yeah. Twenty six. Yeah. <laughs> by the time we do these, we'll get it up to thirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be a short one. I'm sorry if anybody enjoys the longer ones. It wasn't intentional. Yeah, maybe no, our shortest one ever. Yeah, yeah. Right now it's it's uh, Trey. 
track in that direction. I love this because I did not do the recap for our shortest episode ever. Yeah. So you can never complain about my recaps ever again. Hey, listen, <laughs> if I have to, I'll just put the opening song on there eight times. <laughs> <laughs> just try to continue this loop. All right. Sherry was complaining about that. You do a remix. Thank you. Well, it's an instrumental because it's my cat, my cousin, Natalie. But she was like, the thing that bothers me is that it's longer than 30 seconds, so I can't just hit the forward 30 seconds and get by it. I still have an extra like 10 seconds of it at the end. Yeah. So anyways, well, if we don't have any other stories, then I guess we can just go right to the meat. So, Ski, who's your MVP for that episode? Um, I didn't, I, I didn't, I think I told you guys before, I didn't get a chance to watch it twice, but, uh, I don't know, I guess Dorothy, because she was firm with her son. Okay. You like a firm woman? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you like a firm woman, B. Arthur is definitely for you. And how about you, Brent, who was your MVP that time? Uh, same thing, I'm going to go and give it to Dorothy. Um, it's one of those things that I hate that, you know, once again, Stan made her be the bad guy, mm. you know, but I appreciate the fact that she did, mm. you know. She had Michael's she, best interest yeah, at she heart. She loves her son enough to do e- it. Exactly. It's not her fault she raised a jazz boat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gave my MVP to Rose on that one. Um, mm. I just enjoyed that, or I appreciated the fact that she's a hardworking woman. Yeah, you know, you're right. So. Uh. Chose foolishly, and I'm glad that at the end she had a 100% happy ending, although brief. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> whereas with Dorothy, like, yeah, she she Michael kind of got yeah. turned around. Hopefully, my MVP yeah. is Enrique Moss's makeup specialist. Oh yeah, <laughs> those kind eyes <laughs> or truthful eyes. Yeah, number 34 eye shade. <laughs> Who was the uh, person that he said Walter Cronkite? Ted Koppel. Ted Koppel. That's right. You mentioned that in one of your uh, uh, in your intro, didn't you? Yeah, I did. So, yeah, I don't know. Out of the three of us, who do you think has the most honest eyes? Um, I would say that I think <laughs> we're all staring. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I guess Rand this is the most me. intimate moment we've ever had on the podcast. Yeah. As we keep looking in each other's Gaze, eyes, I keep going back. And, I keep going back and forth between the two of you because I want to say one of you has honest eyes and the other has kind eyes. Okay. But I'm split as to who is who. I think Ski has the kind eyes. Yeah. He looks like a man who'd give money to someone who asked, um, mm-hmm. whereas I look like someone who's going to tell you the way it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. So, I don't know. I mean, you, you have a, a mischievous eyes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some eyes. I've got some eyes that have seen some shit. Right. <laughs> That's only because of all the fiber in your diet. Exactly. <laughs> you got that thousand yard stare. Yeah. <laughs> nice been rough. Right. Well, as we close but, in here on the. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to. I had the closing written down here. Oh, I okay. thought that was part of my purview. Well, we haven't done the, uh, the, the uh, rating yet out of eight oh, slices yeah, of cheesecake. Right. So, so, Ski, how many slices did this one get to you? Get from I didn't you, really I love say. the episode. I think I'd give it four. Four? Yeah. yeah. How about you, Brunt? Just two and a half. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty weak episode. Um, you know, Stan always brings an episode down, although yeah. really, you know, Michael was the one who brought this episode down a lot more than Stan did. Yeah. <laughs> um, and although I thought that it, uh, there was some decent humor in Rose's B story, mm-hmm. it just ended so abruptly, and there just wasn't much meat to it at all. I mean, granted, it's a B story, but yeah. usually they're a little more fleshed out than yeah. that. I did appreciate the fact that, you know, she has a good, caring boss. Yeah. You know, Enrique Moss is a stand-up guy, mm-hmm. and I appreciated that. Like, 
they could have just as easily made him been a sexual harasser. Or something oh, sure, like that, yeah. You know, but they didn't. They made him a good guy. So, way to go. Yeah, yeah. Well, and yeah, he actually appreciated her hard work. Exactly. You mm-hmm. know, he game recognizes game. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough, but uh, this one only got two and a half for me. Also, oh, I didn't even go over the guest actors in this one. Yeah. Um, so two and a half uh, slices. So if you want to tune out now and don't care about the guest <laughs> actors, feel free. But I can add an extra minute onto this episode now <laughs> by going over this. Um, and it'll be quick because uh, Herb Edelman, fifteenth out of his uh, twenty-five Golden Girl episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott uh, Jacoby, <laughs> um, third out of his thir- three episodes. Again, though, there may be another Michael in the future. I don't recall. But uh, Chick Venera was in his third out of three. He's Enrique Moss, of course, this mm-hmm. time. Um, now, one thing I thought was interesting that I did notice that he was uh, played the role of Roberto Santos in the 1991 movie McBain, mm-hmm. which I did not realize there was a real movie called <laughs> McBain. <laughs> Um, now, that movie came out in September of 91. The character on The Simpsons was in February of 91. But they are in no way related. Right. So, um, <laughs> Who played Just McBain Green. in the movie McBain? I, I don't remember at this point. Um, but it was some, oh, Christopher Walken. He was McBain. Nice. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. So I, nice. I, I don't think that it was a situation where he was like a muscular foreign. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Can you, you even know. imagine Christopher Walken as like... I can imagine him doing anything, honestly. Anything? He's yeah. a multi-talented man. Um, you can even imagine him filling out a census form. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and my favorite all-time Saturday Night Live skit that you can probably only get if you buy the best of Christopher Walken <laughs> DVD, since it seems to be nowhere online. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Um, that I talked about it before, the um, Norm MacDonald bit, where he was the car crash victim with Sylvester Stallone. Oh, yeah. That's finally available on the YouTube. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I'll have to check it out then. Yeah. Um, like, not the whole thing. It's like some... Odd cut oh, or good. something, but it's enough that you can get the gist of the of the bit. So Ski showed me a really great clip on there recently. Um, I don't know, it just really hit my particular uh, sensibility quite a bit with the John Mulaney playing Monkey Judge. Have you seen that one by <laughs> chance? It, it is really good. It's worth checking out. Yeah, I'd recommend it. But uh, speaking of Saturday Night Live and uh, car crashes, for whatever reason, like earlier this week, I had the uh, uh, I guess it was late last week. I had uh, stuck in my head, Toonsis the Driving Cat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm not sure why I even thought of it to begin with, uh-huh. but it was stuck in my head for the entire afternoon. Mm. Toonsis the Driving Cat. <laughs> well, I can see Brent's itching to go ahead and do his closing spiel, but I can't end it without talking about Stan Roth. He uh, played the makeup man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was he a makeup man in real life? Uh, well, this was his first three Golden Girls, all was different. Uh, characters in the okay. different three so i don't know what he did yeah but he was he had 14 titles um but uh, he was in four episodes of uh, empty nest okay he was the waiter then he became a customer mm-hmm. then he kind of moved up in life and became a photographer oh, yeah. things didn't work out though because then he was back to being a waiter right maybe the the photography is a side gig it could be <laughs> this is like the boudoir photography <laughs> right Ooh. yeah I made that joke to uh, my wife, like, back when we were, like, we'd been dating a little while. We'd been dating long enough that she should know that I'm not, like, into amateur pornography oh. or something. <laughs> <laughs> you like the, the strictly professional stuff, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you leave that to the pros, okay? Exactly. But that's the thing, like, there's, like, the thing on There's Groupon lighting and scripting. About, and... like, the boudoir photography. Oh, and yeah. I just made a joke about that. And she legit thought I was serious. <laughs> like, that I wanted to. Did you get some, uh. 
fancy pictures from her? <laughs> I got, I, all I got was gruff. Or guff. <laughs> <laughs> Some gruff guff at that. Exactly. <laughs> like, I don't know what kind of woman you think I am. <laughs> exactly. Like, she was, like, offended that I, like, and I just meant it as, like, a joke or something. <laughs> Pay thirty percent. I'm tired of paying full price for my <laughs> amateur <laughs> pornography. <laughs> yeah, that was a solid way to you know finish out the episode. I'd say. Yeah, exactly. Was that your outro? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He had all that written down. My master up. plan was to bring it all the way there. No, what I had written down for this one was. Uh, you know, there are a lot of podcasts that will send you back out into the world dumber than when you started. <laughs> but to my knowledge, we're the only one that will also send you out with the benediction. Stay golden, Coco. Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at sophiaschoicepodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at sophiaschoicepc. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden.